0: Welcome to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry, sponsored by Tech Help Boston.
1: Scary birthdays 30, 40, 50, 60. As women, we wonder Am I running on all cylinders? Am I using my gifts and my talents? Am I doing what I'm meant to do? Is this all there is? Am I living my best life? The woman you are about to meet has been asking these kinds of questions of herself and others through her own podcast series, Fearlessly Facing 50, and her new book, Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond, where she shares her personal stories and those of many other women in an effort to inspire us all to make the biggest splash possible in our lives. Her name is Amy Schmidt, and this is her story. Amy, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, thanks so much, Candy. I'm I'm thrilled to be here.
1: Thanks for this. I remember laying in my bed on the eve of my 30th birthday, Amy, and I remember telling mm. myself, you're not a kid anymore. You're a full-fledged adult, and you better start acting like one. And I look back on that, <laughs> and I think, God, I was so young. I had so much life ahead of myself. Why are we so hard on ourselves?
2: Oh, aren't we? We are our worst critics. Oh, it's so true. And you know, it's so funny when I think about being 50 and now I just look forward to the next, the next decade. Like somebody asked me recently in an interview, Amy, so what's the next 10 years going to look like? And when I was 30, I couldn't even imagine myself being 50. I mean, that was old to me. As women, we just are so tough on ourselves. There was a study I put in the book that talked about women were looking in the mirror. They were between the ages of 50 and 60 and they looked in the mirror and they were so down on themselves because they wanted to see the glimpse of a 20 or 30-year-old, yet they're seeing what is reflective is where they are now in their journey, which is so incredible when you think of what all we've accomplished. So 50 is a number, 60 is a number, 40 is a number, it doesn't matter. We just have to embrace where we are and just continue to live forward. You know, I think
1: that's what it's about. Six months before you turned 50, you launched your business. So I guess my question to you is, Was there something churning inside of you? Did you feel like you needed to press go?
2: I think there was a little bit of that. As I look back at my life, you know, I was a journalist in broadcasting when I started at 22, ready to set the world on fire. I was going to be the next Joan London or whatever it was. That's what I wanted to do. But then, you know, life takes a different path. And I ended up getting married and ended up having three children, moving 11 times, living in Germany for six years of that with my family. And as you know, Candy, we have to master the art of reinvention as women. We just do that. And as we do that, we pick up all of these skills and experiences along the way. When I settled back, uh, really six months before I turned 50, I said, you know what? My kids are basically grown and flown. I've only got one at home now. I have more time. I love to learn. And so why not challenge myself around this? And I think the biggest thing for me was the fact that everybody I was talking to, we were sharing the same stories about aging or about aging parents or about menopause, you know, the M word that nobody really wants to talk about. All of these things, we share these common threads. So I said, you know what? I've got these experiences. I'm willing to be vulnerable. I'm willing to be brave. I'm going to take the chance and do it. That's why I pushed, pushed go. That's why I did it.
1: Part of your appeal, and I'm a listener and a fan of your podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50, is that you're so honest and you say that you are a work In progress. Talk to me about that. I am a work in progress. I think everybody is. And I'm working
2: on making progress is one thing I say. And I think it's all about what we do as women. We have to embrace continuing to learn, continuing to challenge ourselves. And that's not always going to be glamorous or perfect. We have to just kick that to the curb and say, you know what? It's our time. Let's try something new. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. We can recalibrate. We can readjust the sales and continue forward. And I think we judge ourselves too much. You know, we get filled with these feelings of self-doubt or fear that just stop us. I always say I want women just to close their eyes and reflect on what they've accomplished, their own highlight reel, because we've all got one. And we just tend to put it on
1: the back burner. It's almost as if you want to tell people, feel good about what you did do. Don't be dismayed about what you haven't done yet, right? Yes, exactly.
2: When you think of everything you do as women along your journey, everything is a little piece of a puzzle and it all fits together. And when you take the time to look at what you've accomplished, it's amazing.
1: You know, it really is. The book is called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. And it's a collection of all you have learned from wise women along the way. I love the title. Question, are you in the grill cliff diving in that shot? (laughs) You are so right at Rick's. Yes, exactly. I have to tell you a story. I'm looking Uh, right now on my wall in my office and I'm going to send you the picture of me diving off that same wall. And I think I'm 30 something when I did it. And there's a shot of my daughter down below. So you really get a sense of how far that is. Did you get involved? What
2: was it like? It was amazing. I was there actually celebrating my birthday with some dear friends I went up there and I thought, am I going to do this? And I have to be honest, I have a great fear of heights. I really do. It's something I've always had. It's something that's never going to go away. I want to be brave around it. I want to continue to kind of challenge myself around that. So I, I did it. It was really amazing. You know, not pretty. Like I always say, <laughs> you have to start ugly. Uncomfortable, absolutely. Was I afraid I could get out at the end? That was actually one of the things I was most fearful of. Getting into the water was one thing, but getting back out, because since you've been there, Candy, although you know in your 30s, we can probably navigate that better, but it's not easy pulling yourself out
1: on those rocks with, that, with the waves coming and the ladder. It was something. You know, it's so interesting you should mention that because I have no memory of what it was like to get out. I only know what it was like to dive off of that cliff. Let me ask you a question, Amy. What have you learned from the women who have shared their stories with you? I'm guessing there's so much wisdom here. I
2: think that's part of this for me, too. It's been so incredible. As you know, when we talk to women and you push end at the end of the interview or after I was talking to these women, I just kind of sat back and just reflected on what they just shared with me, how grateful I was for them to be able to be brave and share their stories of being courageous at a time when there's a lot of challenges. I love just building the trust amongst my listeners and followers and having them share those stories because I learn something every time. And women are really fearless on all different aspects and everybody's circumstance is different and everybody's story is different. No two are the same. I feel very grateful that I've had the opportunity to do this and continue to do it.
1: You know, I'm thinking about the women that I've talked to as well and you and I share that path and what I'm always stunned by is the graciousness and the gratitude that women feel. They're so grateful that they got a chance to be asked these questions and to tell their stories, Mm -hmm. and they love to share it with another woman and say, here's how I got to where I am today.
2: I think back to early on in my career, in my 20s, even in my 30s, raising my kids, it was always more about competition over collaboration. I mean, we had a different lens, a different mindset at that point in our life. And now I love collaborating with women because you learn so much. I've learned so much from you, Candy. To me, you're a mentor. You are inspiring. You share these stories. You're brave. And you have your own journey, which you'll be hearing about on my podcast, actually. <laughs> and I just think that there's so much value in that. And when women actually take the time to switch that lens and say, you know what? Collaboration is key that's what's gonna get us to the next point we learn from each other.
1: You are never too old and it's never too late. I love that line of yours. Talk about that.
2: I had a woman reach out a couple of months ago. She had been listening to the podcast and, and she follows me and she said, you know what, Amy, I'm 53, my kids are grown, but I'm going back and finishing my degree. It's something I wanted to do and I have this time now and I'm gonna do it. And she said, you know what? I don't care if I'm the oldest one, if I could be the moms of the others in the class, I'm gonna do it. I think that you're never too old, really. And look at the resources that we have available at our fingertips with just our, our phones or our computers or our iPads. We can learn anything. I mean, how I started this podcast journey, I had no idea how to begin a podcast after many trips to the Genius Bar. And, you know, learning through that process, I think that challenges you. And it shows that age is, it doesn't matter. We're living longer, we're healthier, we're stronger,
1: we're more resilient. If not now, when? confidence is something that we've got to practice every single day. And, you know, I've taken a course from a really cool place called the Confidence Institute here in Boston, and I've learned so much about confidence and brain science. And I've learned that, first of all, we have to practice confidence every day. We're not born with it. And check this out, Amy. We are most confident, our most confident selves when we are 60 years old. Why? Because we no longer care what other people think. What do you think about that? I love that because it is all about confidence. I think it's so
2: true. I mean, we grow up with judgers. Women are constantly profiling, constantly judging. I mean, nobody listening can say they've never done it because we all have. But we have to realize that we don't have to worry about that anymore. It doesn't matter. And that's why I called my book Cannonball I'm such a visual person anyway, but I just picture this woman climbing to the very top of those high dives at those pools they used to have when, when we were younger, standing up there or on a cliff and just running to the end and cannonballing and making a huge splash and the water running over the sides of the pool, it doesn't even matter. And the pool deck is filled with people and that doesn't matter because you're making your splash with confidence and you want people watching, you're confident. And I think that's something we just don't worry about anymore you know what? Am I going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Are there going to be times I start and stop and recalibrate? Absolutely. But you just got to keep going. I think that's what it's all about.
0: Please support our sponsors. They make this show possible. These days, more and more people are working from home. When your computer breaks down, you lose business. This is Dave Elmation, president of TechHelpBoston.com. Our tech experts will come to your home or office to fix your computer. Same day, next day, and weekends too. More than 30,000 families and businesses have trusted us since 2000. You can trust TechHelpBoston to keep your computer and systems running right. Call 781-484-1265 or visit TechHelpBoston.com. That's TechHelpBoston.com.
1: It takes teamwork to put a weekly series like this together. I am so grateful to Jordan Rich and Ken Carberry for giving the story behind her success a home at Chart Productions. And to Dan Tebow, our editor from Fast Twitch Media. JC Valeris at Platinum Circle Media, who handles our social media marketing and so much more. Thank you all for making me look so good. I am not the same person that I was four years ago, five years ago. My goals, my dreams have taken me to where I am right now. Do you think that we do have chapters in our lives?
2: I do. I think it's all woven together, and then there's this great masterpiece at the end. Absolutely, because you learn along the way. I learn through my adult children now. This whole experience for me has been something that they haven't seen me do. So when I have an adult daughter who's 23 send me a text and say, hey, mom, break a leg today, or I'm really proud of you, that is so inspiring to me. And that wouldn't have happened in maybe chapter two of my life. So when people are viewing you different, I I just love that. And I think there definitely are chapters. It's your book. You write it from beginning to end. And how you make those chapters is all up to you. Doesn't matter.
1: So let's go back to you. You've talked about your marriage and your children. So can you tell us where did you grow up? Where are you from? Milwaukee, born and raised.
2: Actually, born in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So if there's any Packer fans listening, although I know New England Patriots, you know, I know that's a, that's the big Boston one. I'm youngest of five. I was the oops child. My oldest sibling, at the time I was born, was 18 and going off to college. And when my parents called the family meeting in our little screen porch in Green Bay, Wisconsin, my sister was sure it was because she was getting a car. And sure enough, that was not the case. She was getting a baby sister. It's been an interesting journey. I lived all of my wonder years just outside of Milwaukee. Was a a swimmer all my life. I swam from age six all the way through college. Kind of, and I know we share that, don't we, Candy?
1: We certainly do. That's right. I was a diver, which is the reason why I dove off that cliff. And I am (sighs) going to show you that picture because I think I did pretty well. But, you know, swimming is such an incredible sport. And we're fortunate because as we age, we can continue to swim. And it's so good for our bodies, right?
2: So good. That's the one thing I love doing in the summer, just getting in the pool so good for joints and just for movement, just to get your body moving 30 minutes a day is, is such a gift.
1: What was the message like in your house about accomplishment, hopes, dreams, work ethic?
2: I think I'm a bit of a typical Gen Xer in a way, which I never really labeled myself as. But as I researched it and talking to other people as I was writing the book, people born between, what was it, 65 and 82, you know, as women, we were a lot of the time told the world is your oyster, Amy. You can have it all. But a lot of times that translated to, you must do it all. So that's something I've had to navigate. My parents were loving parents. They both passed away actually within 18 months of each other when I was living abroad. But they were huge supporters of me and everything they did was out of love. There were certainly challenges along the way because I think my parents wanted things to be a certain way and and what they saw and it all evolves over time. But I was always told that reach for the stars, dream big, and just set goals. That has always translated to my journey
1: as an adult woman. Did you know what you wanted to do with your life? You had mentioned that you wanted to be the next Joan London.
2: Oh, yeah. And and when I sat with Joan London and interviewed her a few months ago, I just said, this is a pinch me moment. I mean, this was so incredible because I remember watching her getting ready for school and my mom watching her and For me, it's always about connection and conversation. I I think I've been given the gift of being a conversationalist. I'm not a small talk girl. I like to really dig into those conversations and research and understand people. And writing has always been my passion. So journalism was key for me. That's what I wanted to do that was my passion. And as we started and and got married, we were moving every three years on my husband's trajectory with his company for our leadership roles. And so it was hard to start at a new news station. I started in Milwaukee, went to Indianapolis. I couldn't continue to do that path. But I will say how life comes full circle. Here I am interviewing women and talking to incredible women and and writing stories. So it all kind of comes back to that. I think I've always been a, a natural interviewer, a natural conversationalist
1: you married your college sweetheart, you have three grown children. That makes you an expert on marriage, Amy. So my question (laughs) for you is what makes it work? Oh man, that's a
2: good question. And it has not always been great. I mean, let's be honest, 27 years is a long time. And I got married very young. Uh, Two of my kids say, mom, you were married like where I am now. And I can't even imagine, you know, it just was a different time. You know, I think for us, we're a really good team. We listen to each other. We support each other. I'm very, very fortunate. I realize that every day because Tim has been able to in this last year when I've really taken this on, you know, he's been able to pick up some of the slack that he hadn't done for a lot of years, you know, making meals, doing laundry, all of those things. I also share a story in the book about a time when, you know, I just kind of took him for granted. I was just, I was at an event that I was chairing, and I was flitting from table to table and making sure all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed. And, and he pulled me aside and said, hey, honey, you're doing a great job. And I can still remember that moment. I just brushed it off and said, oh, thanks. You know, thanks and went on to my next thing. It's learning along that way. And it's being grateful for each other and honoring each other on the good days and on the bad days. It certainly is a marathon, not a sprint for us. You know, it's we're learning every day about each other, learning about, you know, what our gifts are and challenging each other around that.
1: How did motherhood change you?
2: Motherhood has been amazing. Very, very grateful to have three children. I think it's given me just the the gift of patience, the gift of understanding. Under these circumstances right now, we're all under the same roof, which this is stolen time. This is proud time for us because we usually don't have this. For me to sit back and look at how hard my kids work at what they're doing, and they have expertise in areas that I don't even understand. Half the conversations my daughter has with clients on the phone. I can't make head nor her tails of what she's saying, but it makes me very proud because I feel like at times women don't give themselves enough credit. They second guess what they've done as moms or they think, oh, should I have done that? Or why didn't I put them in that other SAT class or that travel team? Maybe they would have played sports in college. All of those things we second guess. But when you really sit back and look, you can just revel in the fact that you did the
1: best you could and it turns out great. When an obstacle is in your path, how do you get around it, Amy?
2: I'm just a believer in the fact that you just have to continue to push through, learn a different way, tackle it a different way. Remember the poem about the bear that says, if you can't go over it, you can't go under it. You can't, you know, you can't go around it. You have to go
1: through it. Going Um, on a bear hunt. We're not
2: afraid. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think that's when an obstacle is there and fear sets in and stops you in your tracks, you just have to sit back and say, okay, let's approach this a different way. Let's look at this through a
1: different lens
2: and see if it can become possible. That's how I look at it.
1: I believe that adversity is also a great teacher. And far too often, especially later in our lives, we get discouraged and we start to give up and say, eh, you know, uh, I guess I can't do it. What do you say to a woman who might be in that place?
2: Just forge ahead. I mean, just start, just do it. I talked to a woman recently who had put her resume together. She had been on a hiatus from her job for 15 years, but she was still accredited to teach in the state. And she was just thinking, you know what, maybe I should do this. But she was counting herself out before she'd even applied because she said, oh, why are they going to take me? You know, I've only been a mom for 15 years. Oh, I haven't. I don't know if I'm current. I don't know if the technology, if I can handle it. We're always faced with those challenges, but that's when we just have to rise to the occasion and say, hey. I may not be the most tech savvy, but I'm willing to learn. And let me tell you about this. I can do this and I can organize and multitask and do these things better than anybody else. So it's switching the lens and it's, it's using your gifts. And once again, it's that self-reflection. It's taking the time to look at your highlight reel and say, hey, I'm good at this. So yeah, there's some adversity there, but here's my skills that can really help you. I think that's really the way to, to look at adversity.
1: What's the best piece of advice you've ever received and can you share it with our listeners today?
2: I have uh, four siblings, but I have a brother who is 10 years older than me. I suffered with some anxiety when I lost my dad. I had to fly back from Germany, and the flight was late, and those things never happen on those transatlantic flights. Things are never late. Lufthansa is never late, and it was. I had to land in Chicago, and then I had nephews drive me to Milwaukee. I remember seeing my dad. He didn't remember I was there, but my brother just holding my hand and saying, you know, Amy, he's so proud of you he knows you're here and just keep shooting for those dreams and just write that book. I remember Dave telling me that it was such an emotional time. And I had always said, oh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do it. And my dad had always encouraged me to write because I write like I talk. It's very conversational type writing. So I did it. I hold my brother at a very special place because he's challenged me to write this. He's told me to put my words on paper and not to worry who reads it, who judges it, who thinks that maybe there should be a punctuation a little bit differently, or my quotation isn't quite right. It's okay, just do it. That's some great advice I got and I did it.
1: And the book is called Cannonball, Fearlessly Facing Midlife and Beyond. We've been talking to Amy Schmidt, final question. What does success mean to you?
2: Success for me is just being at peace with where you are, but knowing that you can continue to push forward. Success for me is getting up every morning, taking a breath and looking outside and saying, wow, what a life I've lived. I've done the best I can to this
1: point, And there's more to come. Success for me is a journey. I want to say thank you, Amy, so much for being our guest on the story behind her success. And I wish you nothing but happiness and more dreams to come true. Thank you so much, Candy.
2: I so appreciate it. I love what you're doing. It's just fantastic.
0: Thanks for listening to the story behind her success with Candy O'Terry. This is a series with one goal in mind to shine the spotlight on women doing great things with their lives. We hope these weekly stories will motivate and inspire you. If you'd like to suggest someone for Candy to interview, she'd love to hear about it. Connect with her anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and her website, CandyO'Terry.com. That's C A N D Y O T E R R Y.com. You'll find all of these links in the show notes. What's your story?